All right. Welcome in to episode, what did I just say? I just said 18, right? <laughs> episode 18 of the Dependable Dad podcast. I still think I need to change the name for that, but for right now, that's what we're calling it. Um, today, I'm joined by uh, a buddy of mine. Um, name is Miles. Uh, how do you, I want to say suing, but I should I should ask you this before we start. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, coach in Toronto and, and who I met, uh, you've probably heard if you've been listening along, a bunch of coaches that I met at this raise the bar event in Dallas that we've, we've talked about. Um, but I've known miles online for like a year now, I think, uh, that we've, we've both been in the, in the mentorship. Um, and just a really cool guy like actually like really cool dude like dances swims like does a lot of cool stuff and we'll get into that in a little bit um so i'm excited to have him on and kind of have his perspective on this um so welcome on miles thanks for thanks for coming on man glad to be on here awesome so i actually want to start there if that's all right with you so you do one of the things that i love the most uh about what it is that you do and and things that you put out there is um, while you did, you just told me <laughs> you did go to like the Mecca of bodybuilding a week ago to gold's gym in Venice beach and worked out. You also dance a lot and you swim a lot and you do a lot of like other activity. Um, that's not the typical trainer coach, like, all right, we're in the gym all the time sort of thing. Like you do work out, but then it, you also do a lot of other activities. So what has kind of been the driver for you to do that? And how has that kind of played in how you work with your clients and, and the way their goals and, and that sort of thing? Well, it's just life really. And I know that's overly simplistic, but for, I know this for a lot of people outside of our industry, like working out lifting weights, it's just a small piece of the puzzle. And most people aren't getting into fitness because they want to do that, you know, for fun. It's, it's just a way of, you know, avoiding problems in the future or, you know, fixing a problem in the present. For me, like I've gone through that and going back to Venice Beach, like I, I started off as basically like a meathead, like I wanted to get bigger. I was, skinny, I was a skinny kid, all that stuff. Um, but once you get past a certain point in in that journey, it's like, okay, what, where else does this go? And like, I know in our industry, a lot of coaches are like that. It's like, okay, like I want to keep doing this. This is like my main thing. And I've done that for a number of years. So like I was a competitive lifter for a good amount of time. Um, but you know, a lot of these things come in phases. So it's not to say that, you know, I will ever get sick of lifting but there's also other ways to express what you get out of training outside of just, you know, let's say like fat loss or putting on some muscle. Right. So it's, it's becomes more of a life thing. And this is what with my, a lot of my clients, like I will not just coach them on that part, but it's also looking at, okay, well, how do you make this more fun for yourself so that you're mm -hmm. able to, this as a life thing and not just something you do for you know like 12 weeks or a short amount of time yeah i think that makes a ton of sense because oftentimes it's it's a means to an end for most people 
exercise, right? I, we want the results of the exercise and, and trainers. I think we get into our own, like, like this is a hobby for us. Like we like it. And most people are not like us in that way. And we think that we have to do it this way. And whereas thinking about other ways to incorporate movement and thinking about the, the outcomes of it, not just being on the scale or, or with the tape measure, but like in your ability to experience things that you love to do in life. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, I was actually just writing up a post about this of like a lot of people when they start out, they will like, try to so they'll go from like zero to a hundred whether that be in terms of working out you know like people will go from like not doing any workouts they'll join the gym down the street and try to go like every day and then they quickly crash after realizing that's not sustainable same thing with diets you know they'll go from like uh not really watching what they eat to something like, well, I, I'm going to eat 1200 calories a day. Sure. Sure. They're going to get results out of those two things in the short term. Yeah. But like after, you know, a certain amount of time, they're just going to crash and then just go back to what they were doing. So it's, it's kind of finding that happy medium of like, okay, like how, what's the minimum effective dose for me so that I can still enjoy what I'm doing, but it's still moving me forward, whether you're, you know, fat loss, whatever your goals are. Um, but I can still enjoy my life and not hate myself. I love that phrasing about the minimum effective dose. Cause we, I think the industry is full of, and the internet is full of all the other things that you ought to be doing. And I actually was just before we hopped on, I was having this conversation with a client where she was talking about all the things that she's not doing that she feels like she should be doing versus thinking about like, what's the least I can do and still think about progress. And that's like counterintuitive with the like rise and grind culture, like no days off and, and go hard, but it's actually the path to more sustainable results because you're able to actually do it for longer than a month. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that, you know, you have to go like completely turn your life upside down. Like a lot of people, if you're just able to do a little bit more, like for example, I, like I did a, a protein challenge for myself, um, but a month or two ago. And it, for me, it's, it's like a way to, kind of throw myself into what I'm coaching my clients with, but also just, I wanted to up my protein. So mm -hmm. big realization for me was just like, I'm doing a lot of good stuff. And this is the same with clients. You were probably doing some good stuff in your daily routines that you don't need to completely throw that out the window. You just got to add a few things. So for example, for me, like I, for breakfast, like I will have some sort of protein, but like even like putting a little bit of protein powder extra, that just gives me an extra, you know, 25 grams of protein daily. So little things like this, for example, you're able to just, and you, this applies to everything else that you do in the rest of your day, that adds up over time. It's not like just something where you, again, throw away everything you're doing. It's, you're already doing just a, a lot of good stuff, just add a little bit more and then you're there. 
I think that, yes, I think that we maybe overestimate what's required of us to see results. I think that we think that it requires doing the five days in the gym, five, six days in the gym, the hour long workouts. It, it requires the 1200 calorie diets because those programs that are out there, right? I don't know if you ever did like any of the beach body type workout programs, T T25 or insanity or P90X or any of these things, right? Those are about getting the best after photos possible in the shortest amount of time. So in order to do that, you have to do crazy stuff. And so we kind of are, are programmed to think that that's, that's the requirements in order to get in shape. Or we look at the people on social media who are bodybuilders, who are like a different breed of human being. Like they're not, <laughs> they're not the same as, as, you know, like, and they're doing crazy stuff. They're eating, you know, boiled chicken breasts out of Tupperware containers and they're working out seven days a week. And, you know, and we think that that's what's required in order to see results. And because of that, we, we can often get daunted by that, or we, we either get too, it's too daunting. So we don't do it. Or if we try to do it, we, we dive in with that versus, well, maybe what are, what are some of those small things that you can add in? So as you think about where you start with clients, what are some of those things that you start to add in that are tactical that start to move the needle a little bit at a time? So for my clients, and I'm, I'm thinking more so, well, let's start with like a complete newbie who's never done any strength training. So I try to minimize any friction points as much as possible. So let's say, you know, somebody is, doesn't have a gym or d doesn't know where to work out. Like, well, if they're able to join a gym down the street, great. That's easy. But let's say they got to drive like, I don't know, 20, 20 plus minutes away. That's a pretty big friction point where it's just going to be harder for them to get there. It's just easier for them to say, Hey, I'll just go tomorrow. And then it just keeps go moving, get move forward from there. So even something as simple as the, actually the call before I was on was with a client who bought equipment for her home and she doesn't live in like a big space. It's not like she can set up like a whole garage gym. Like she just bought, you know, some adjustable dumbbells, some bands. And a lot of people are going to think, oh, like this is not enough. This is, you know, you need to have barbells or whatever. But maybe for you, if you're a little bit more intermediate, more advanced, sure. But for her, this is a new thing. Like it really doesn't matter those other things as much as they're getting started mm -hmm. and making it easier, as easy for her to do the things that she needs to do. And yeah, she was actually telling me that, hey, okay, like I have a busy work period coming up over the next month, but my like my computer is here, my dumbbells are right there. So I could just literally shut my laptop off and just get to my workouts and that's as easy as it gets, right? So it's these little yeah. things you take out of your client's way, um, keeping it as simple as possible for them to get started. Now, I'm, with your dads, for you, your main population is dads, right? It's it's going to be, you know, if they're, they have their kids on their hands, maybe, yeah, if they're yeah. going to stay home to do that or they have their wife, their partner, 
watching the kids, you know, it, it's trying to find as little resistance as possible to getting started. Yeah. Yeah. Moms and dads, the biggest thing is, yeah, lowering the barrier to entry. Right. So the obstacle oftentimes is, so I have a, a new mom starting and she's like, I, the closest gym to me that offers childcare is 20 minutes away. And I'm like, okay, that's not reasonable um, for you because 20 minutes in, in parents with young kids will understand this. A lot can happen in a 20 minute car ride with young kids. Like they fall asleep, they do like a five minute nap and it jacks up the rest of your day. So it's just not a worthwhile risk to take to like throw off the rest. And so it's like, okay, what, what is she? She's got some stuff at home. And so I'm like, all right, when, when can we, when can we do this? Like, how can we make this happen? And oftentimes the question I ask is, all right, how many days do you think you can do? Let's do one day less to start based on exactly what you said. Like, all right, busy work schedule, right? You think that you are going to be able to do four days. Let's do three to start because it's a lot easier to go. It's a lot better mentally to go three for three or even two for two than to go two for three or three for four because you feel like even if you're getting the same amount of workouts in, you feel like you're falling short of where your expectations are. So lowering the barrier to entry and then having a reasonable expectation of yourself is because, again, it's it's less of how much can I do, but what can I do that I can keep doing for longer yeah. than a month? Yeah, and it's a lot of... People think when they're starting out, hey, like I got to work out, you know, like 45 minutes an hour, um, which, yeah, it would be great, especially if you want to see down the road, like more progressive overload, more adaptations. But again, going back to like, if you have all these commitments in your life, you <laughs> will get a lot of benefits still with, and this is what I coach with a lot of my clients is just, even if you are able to get 20, 30 minutes on some days, of course, if you can do more, do more. Um, but just get in there. And this is also why with my clients, I don't even touch nutrition until, you know, a few weeks down the road. It's just the first thing they come to me for is to find a routine for workouts. Yeah. Right? So we'll just get them rolling, get a consistent workout schedule in the first few weeks. And then just to not overwhelm them, like they already have yeah. other going on in their lives in your, um, with you, it'll be kids, right? Or families. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just trying to keep it as simple as, and as doable for them as possible. And then eventually just add them more layers once they start more getting more competent, more confident in their ability to get in the gym, get their workouts in. Yeah, I, I love that. That's a similar thing to how how I, I do it as well. I mean, we'll talk about nutrition at the beginning, but it is, it's very much stepping it out because if you, if you say to somebody who hasn't done anything, it's, it's not really any different than any of these programs to say somebody from the beginning, okay, like we're going to start you on a workout program and you're going to be shooting for, you know, let's just, you know, go these, this many calories and this is your macros. And this person doesn't even know what they're eating. You know, they don't know what they're eating. They haven't even started a workout routine. They're sedentary. They're getting 3,000 steps a day. And, and we're trying to go from zero to 100 in four seconds. And we're much better off being like, all right, let's get a win. 
Let's yeah. stack some. This is why I'd rather I'd rather you go two for two, and stack some wins and go two for two for a month, and then maybe we add in a third, versus coming out of the gate saying we're going to get three and then go two for three for a month. You get the same amount of workouts, but you're not going to feel as good because yeah. you're going to feel like you fell short. And the mentality aspect of this is it's so deep rooted for so many of us because you talked about before we got on like the carousel of of working out i call it the roller coaster right like motivated get some progress fall off and then back and forth it's the same thing where it gets harder and harder to start again when you've you've maybe made some progress and fallen short again so stacking those wins i love the idea of just being like let's just do anything at the beginning yeah, and then if you step out of that mentality where it's like, oh, I got to do all these things too, that sort of uh, people think that if they're not able to do those things, oh, I'm a failure. Like, why do I even bother? Yeah. And that's when they not completely or go wor even worse than where they were before. And that's where that whole roller coaster comes in with a lot of people. So the way we, we were talking about like, taking it one step at a time, it's, it makes it more of a, it emphasizes that this is a life thing. It's, this is not just something you do for like a set amount of time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take your time. You're just, everyone's trying to go so fast with everything these days, like slow it down, take your time, like make sure that you're doing it right or else, you know, what, what's the point? Cause you, you're not going to stop doing this in a year. You're going to keep doing this hopefully until, you know, you're late, 70s 80s until you're old really right so yeah. it's it's not something you have to rush to do with which i totally get to like you know it would people want to see results fast and that's totally fine maybe you'll get a little heavier in the beginning some people will get a kick out of that it's more of a motivator but eventually yeah. past results start to slow down so what do you do when that happens yeah so this is an interesting thing that I've been kind of thinking about on, on the two sides of this, which is like, there's a, and Mike Dola, who I think you, you and I both, you know, respect in, in the industry. One of the, one of the biggest nutrition guys in the industry has been talking a lot about this recently. And he's been saying a lot of like, we, we have to do both. Like we can't just, you know, all right, we're going to take forever and, and, and just do little bits and pieces because we do need results. Otherwise momentum, like and how we feel is going to go the other direction. But I think again, we overestimate what's required in order to see results. So if you're not doing anything, even doing small changes, like adding some protein at breakfast or doing two workouts a week or going from 3000 steps to 5000 steps will make a difference. And it will make a difference relatively quickly. It doesn't like, and then you just keep building on that or the workouts that are 20 minutes. Like I, I saw your workout at, at, uh, at gold's gym and you did like, you did three exercises, right? Like the whole thing probably took you, you know, I mean, maybe you did more than that, but like that could be an entire workout, you know? And, and I, I had a memory pop up for me on my social media from, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a while ago, but it was like right when the, my twins were born and it was a video of like me doing a 20 minute workout. Like I had during nap time and it was like, I grabbed one set of dumbbells. I had a bench and I did four exercises and I just did, you know, three or four times through. And that was, 
you know, I did like heavy dumbbell bench, heavy rows, split squats and single leg deadlifts. And that was my work. And I just did it four or five times through. And the whole thing took me 20 minutes. And I think we overestimate that we need to do like this crazy workout in order to see progress. And, and so again, lowering that barrier to entry and, and realizing that you're going to make progress with maybe less than you think you need to do. Yeah. And, and what we're all talking about, like this, this makes sense to us because we're needed. Um, but for someone completely new who, you know, just we, our stuff popped up on, you know, Instagram, for example, like mm -hmm. this is not gonna, it might not resonate to them right away. It's usually like, Oh, like I've tried all these things. Mm -hmm. Maybe like I can listen to these guys, but yeah, again, going mm -hmm. back to like what we're talking about, like with Mike Dola, I, I, I hopped on a call with him a couple months ago too. And then he, mm -hmm. I totally get like when someone wants to do all these fast things, cause that's the sexy stuff about fitness, right? Like yeah. everything we've talked about in the past, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, this is not the sexy stuff that, you know, like people want to buy, sign yeah. up, right? Right. It takes a while and a lot of failures to, for people to realize that, okay, this is not something that I can keep up. I'm going to go crazy if I'm going to keep eating, you know, X amount of calories only per day or like doing all these crazy workouts, I just keep getting injured and injured. And this is a true story. This has happened to me with clients so many times. It's just like, I can't keep doing all that stuff. So after a certain point, yes, we definitely, we want to move them over to this side of the fitness industry, but it's also balancing that out with trying to market. Like a lot of these guys going back to like this all or nothing, like a lot of these like, people are really loud on social media. It's a lot of it is just mm -hmm. marketing. They're just really good at marketing and mm -hmm. it's, it's tough, tough to beat these guys. So like if we can find a way to appeal to the, that messaging or that side where, okay, like sure you can get fast results in the beginning, but also know that you need to do this if you want to keep this. Cause that's really, it's, yeah. it's the, the first, you know, you, you know, there's like the first, little bit where you get fast results. That's the easy part. It's keeping the yeah. results out. That's the tough part. It is. Well, so it's like, would you rather, and unless you're like doing this for a movie or a, a photo shoot or something like that, or a special event, like, would you rather lose 25 pounds in, in 12 weeks and then six months later be right back where you started or take the full nine months to lose the 25 pounds, which would be like a very, very reasonable pace, but never have to do it again. You know, so it's, it's an interesting way to think about it, which is, but yeah, Don Saladino, who was at raise the bar, called it this. So he's the guy who trains Ryan Reynolds and Blake lively. And so he's kind of had to steer into this and he puts, you know, he's got, he's ripped and he puts his shirtless photos out there and he's like, this is this is fluffy stuff. Like you just, you know, this is the stuff to kind of get and You kind of have to do it because we live in a world where people it, trying to tell people what they want is, is a, like a useless tactic, but trying to maybe reframe it is helpful. So like you want to feel good, look good, confidence, all of this stuff, right? That's, but it's not just for one day for the after photo. It's like when we flesh it out and, I, and you're a good coach and you do this, when we flesh it out, like it's, 
when I talk to parents, it's like, I want to go swimming with my kids in the summer. You know, I want to be in photos with my kids and feel confident. Like it's not, it's not a momentary thing. It's like, I want to be able to do this for the rest of the summers, you know, and, and I'm tired of having to try to diet and lose weight for the summer only to fail and then hate myself all summer because I didn't, I wasn't successful. And then I'm, I'm missing out on a, a fixed number of summers that I could go swimming with my kids because I, I don't feel confident to do it. So this is a longer term, but like fleshing out, why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to lose weight because I want to swim with my kids. Well, are you going to be able to swim with your kids next summer? Yeah. All right. So it's more important for us to be able to keep this until next summer as well. So you don't have to do this again. We don't have the same conversation again. Yeah. And kind of flip that to that word missing out too. So that's where a lot of people stumble when they're starting out. It's like, yeah, if I do all these things in my life, I'm going to be missing out on, you know, eating food and like going out with, you know, for at least in my population, it's, you know, going out, eating yeah. out city, you know, like I can't eat all these things maybe in the short term, like you have to switch a few things up, but yeah. really, again, going back to like finding the things that work for you, like, yes, if you really want to focus on fat loss, sure. Like you, you're probably going to have some changes in your calorie intake, but for the most part, like you can, you can still eat that stuff. It's just finding a way to fit it within your routine, your schedule. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you're not really missing out because you're going to be able to do more things. So in your case of your, your dad clients, right? Like, yeah, you can do more things with your client, with your, your kids. Um, sure. You might have to change a few things, the way you cook, the way you prep your meals at home. Um, yeah. your routine is going to be a bit different. You're going to have to find times to work out. So if we're getting more tactical here, like you got to plan all these things out and able to do the thing. Um, but, it doesn't have to take away from all the things you love doing. And this is also going back to, you know, why I like all the things that I do outside of, you know, lifting weights. Right. So mm -hmm. this is something I talked about with my client just now. So, um, recovery is another thing that I, I talked mm -hmm. about. With her. So like a lot of these things you hear about in the fitness industry is getting you up here. Like you gotta work out hard. You gotta, you know, eat a certain way, but it's also a lot of the other things like you get, get enough sleep, right? Like, you, you know, this, like you get, but it's also making time for these things, uh, whether it need to be, you know, like find, find a hobby where you get to just have some downtime, things like that, where again, it makes it more fun for you, whether it be something that it's, it could be something super niche. Like if you're into like, I don't know, like video games, that's totally fine too. Um, make it enjoyable for yourself. Yeah, to have have the like, I was having this conversation with a buddy last night, um, and it was it was mostly surrounding money, but I think it's a it's a relevant conversation here. It's like build out what what would your ideal life look like? Like if there was no nothing holding you back, what would you do? Like how would you start your day? what would you like how would you spend your time what activities would you do what are the and why aren't you doing those things now like you know people are like i'd love to i'd love to play outside 
uh, more with my kids or go hiking or for you, like I want to go dancing or I want to go swimming or I want to, I want to do these. I want to be able to do these things. I want to be able to go out with my friends and enjoy myself and still not, and not feel guilty about it. Because right now I go out and I, I either don't feel guilty at all. And I just eat like a, you know, but I'm not making any progress or I'm feel like I'm making progress, but I feel guilty about all the things that I'm doing. And it's, finding that kind of like, or what, what do you want it to look like? And then the things that matter to you, those are the things that you have to double down on. And the things that don't matter, you have to, you have to, that's the cost of getting those things. Like there's a cost to everything, right? Like, so the example of going out to eat, like you have to choose what matters most to you. And there's, there's not a right answer, but you have to choose because you can't have everything. And so if you want to go out and have seven drinks and a plate of nachos and a pizza every Thursday night at, at trivia night, right? There's a cost to that. Or if you want other results, then you might have to pull back on that and, and not do all of that. You might be able to do some of it, but not all of it. And so you just have to weigh the cost of all of these things about what, what matters to you. And then if it really matters to you, then it's, it becomes easier to just say, all right, I'm not going to like, if I, if I really wanted to buy a car and then I went to a store and I saw a $500 pair of shoes, well, I can buy the shoes if I have the money for it, or I can not buy the shoes and have the money for the car. But I probably can't do both because I don't have the money for both. So you have to pick what matters to you more. And there's not a right answer, but you have to choose. And there's a cost to choosing. Yeah. And a lot of these things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Like you don't have to yeah. pick working out and just being active over, you know, spending time with your kids, with your loved ones. Like, Sometimes you could also, you know, take them with you. Like in the case of, you know, being a dad and having kids, have your kids actually watch you work out, have them in, you know, especially if you have a home gym set up, you know, I've, I've coached a few parents like who had kids in the past recent years and having that influence in these kids' life is going to set a good example. That's going to help them in the long run, but it's also getting you in the gym at the moment. So and on the flip side, let's say going back to, you know, getting nachos on a Thursday night, like if you really like nachos and you really want to get that in, you know, on a weekly basis, sure, then do that and then bring your kids. Like you can stack some of these um, values that you have, like these priorities that you have. So it doesn't have to be an all yep. or nothing thing, right? Yeah. No, I, I literally just had this conversation with, with a client uh, earlier, which is like you pick the things that are the, the things that are the non-negotiables. Like for me, it's a good margarita, pizza, and like homemade baked goods. But like I could, I could, if I never had nachos again the rest of my life, I'd be fine. Like are nachos great? Sure they are. But like if I never had nachos again, for me personally, I'd be fine. But if I never had pizza again, it'd be, it'd be, a, I don't know what I would do. Like that would be a sad, that'd be a sad moment for me um, to do that. So I'm going to choose those things again to double down on the things that I really love and kind of 
knock out the other things that, that maybe I don't care as much about. But I love what you said about, about double dipping too, which is it's not like my daughter came downstairs to work out with me yesterday or like to be there when I worked out, I guess is maybe a better way to say it. She woke up early from nap, she came downstairs and, and worked out. Was it the best workout I ever had? No. But was it better than no workout? Absolutely. And so recognizing that perfection isn't necessary. Again, this is coming back to what we talked about before. Perfection isn't necessary. Something is always better than nothing. So can I do something and make some progress versus feel like I have to, you know, do this perfect workout? Yeah. And none of us are, you know, like 21 year olds with hardly any responsibilities. We don't have time to spend <laughs> yes. a bunch of times in a week. Right. So you got to just pick and choose. <laughs> You know, where, where is it? Where are you in life? Um, what are the things that matter to you? Is and this is this relates to a big topic for a lot of people. Motivation too. It's like a lot of objections I get is like, oh, like I'm, I'm not motivated enough to do this. Yeah, do you want to live past you know like for another at least 20, 30 years? Then yeah, you're probably mm -hmm. motivated. It's not, it's not just not that you don't want to do it. It's just like you haven't found a way to do it so it fits within your life and what's important to you right now. It's like you see a lot of these things on social media where it's like, oh, you got to do this. But like, is that really what would fit in your life? Or is it just yeah. somebody imposing that on you? Right. So you got to think about these things and then find a way, whether you get some help or, you know, try things out until you find that for you. Yeah, it's, it's less of the what it's more of the how. Because the what principle, like what do we, what do you do? Those principles are the same. It's more about how do you apply it to your individual life that's that's there than it is about how. Like most people will agree on at least the major principles. There are some you know nuts things out there, but they're the major principles of of fitness. But it's it's how do I actually execute on those major principles because. And then this comes back to what we talked about, lowering the barrier to entry, starting with something is that, well, I don't know if I'm motivated enough to do this. Well, motivation comes from action. So you take some action, something, then you get results from it, and then you're more motivated to take more action. And it's it's the cycle of motivation versus, and it can go the other way too. I don't take action, therefore I'm not motivated because I didn't see any results. So waiting for motivation is is a great recipe to stay stagnant. And so that's where all the things we're talking about, lowering the barrier to entry and just starting with something, even just going for a walk, taking your kids for a walk, adding some protein, like those low barrier to entry things that you can start like right now, as you're doing this podcast, listening to this podcast, those are the drivers then of motivation. And so that's how you can kind of build it over the course of from, okay, I'm, I'm doing, a 10 minute walk once a day, if that's your starting place, that's great. How you can build from that to, all right, now I'm, I have a consistent exercise routine and I'm, I'm getting my movement in and my nutrition's there, but like I've built this based on the fact that I've stacked a bunch of wins. Yeah. Make it as easy as possible for yourself to get these wins. So especially if you feel like you're not, at this point where you're motivated enough, 
pick the lowest hanging fruit, right? Like if, if you're able to yeah. just together, you know, some daily walks that you're a whole lot better, like you're ahead than if you just did nothing all day, right? Just make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you talked about it too. The motivation side of it is, is really thinking about what do you, what do you want to see happen? And so I think there's two sides of it. It's like, why can't you stay where you're at? And where do you really want to be? Like, why do you have to leave here? Like, it's it's an urgent problem for me to leave here. I can't stay here because whatever, my health isn't great or I have no energy or whatever. Why can't you stay here? And then where do you really want to go? I want to swim with my kids. I want to, you know, run a marathon. I want to hike Mount Everest. I want to fly to Italy and feel good on the beach, you know, like what, what is, what is the thing that I want to live till I'm 80? What, what's the driver for me? Yeah. And sometimes it takes some exploring. Like a lot of people are just right off the bat. They have no idea what that looks like. Somebody just says, look, like you got to yeah. work out. Like you, maybe you got to talk to somebody or like you got to do some, um, exploring for yourself where like you got to figure out why do I really want to do this it's not just like a set number of like oh I'm going to lose like 20 pounds or whatever because that's on the surface yeah. in the beginning yeah that is a good driver to get you in um, but I'm just thinking back to I can't remember who talked about it and raised the bar but in the beginning it's, it's going to be these external motivators that drive you Yeah. whether it be like fat loss or you know trying to put on some muscle but once you get past a certain point, you know, that's, that's great. That, oh, that's a bonus for people. Eventually it's just something deeper. That's yeah. Like you want to, you know, be able to live and keep up with your kids, right? You, eventually you got to figure that out, but sure. It's okay. If, it's totally okay. If you start with, you know, fat loss with this, I'm not like a number in mind that, yeah, just got to figure that out eventually. Yeah. I think it was Kevin Carr who talked about like people start, we start an exercise journey for extrinsic motivation, but we continue for intrinsic motivation. Yeah. And, and so that's important to like, there's nothing wrong with having a, a, a weight goal when you first start, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but recognize that along the journey, like it's got, it, it has to be more than that in order for you to do the hard work that's necessary and to continue to go deeper as to like, I had a client who was just, who just said like, I don't, I want to feel more confident. I'm like, well, what does that look like for you? Like, what do you not feel? And she's like, well, I want to feel free. I'm like, well, what are you not free to do right now? Like what, what's holding back? And then what would freedom look like? Like asking those questions is going to help when it gets hard because it does get hard at some point, like continuing is, is hard. Yeah. And you and I have been doing this for a long time. Not, I'm not just talking about coaching, but like the whole fitness thing, right? Like where mm -hmm. you will have some points in your life where, oh, okay. Like I'm eventually it, it, it's not so much a motivation thing as much as just like, you got to get done. It's like brushing your teeth. Right. So mm -hmm. there's going to be dips in that. It's not going to be always like, oh, I'm working out, you know, like four or five times a week or three times a week. Some weeks you're going to do, one, maybe two workouts and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's kind of just yeah. whether in form, um, but it's a bit more amplified in the beginning, just cause like you don't know what's going on. You, you don't feel like 
it's a part of your life. It's just like, oh, like I'm a failure. Again, going back to that, right? So if, if I don't get the workout mm-hmm. done, like I fail, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's establishing a new normal and perfection is not the standard and, and neither of us would claim to be perfect with our workout routines or our nutrition or anything like that. But it is uh, just kind of continuing to come back to it and having it be what normal is versus it's not normal at the beginning. And so you need to have some time to like establish it as normal. Well, listen, man, I, I really appreciate your time. I know that we're we're kind of coming up against it here, but wanted to see uh, if where where people any nugget kind of a, like a last nugget to, to share with folks, and then uh, where people can find you so that they can connect with you further. And I'll put all of this in the in the show notes as well. Yeah, the the main thing is find a way to have fun with this because if it's not fun for you, yeah. what's the point, right? So if if you can find whether yeah. that's talking about eating or you know if you if you want to eat like pizza as part of your life or you know you want to go swimming, make that a part of your routine and then it'll just make it easier for you. Yeah, love it. And then it's, and then where's the best place for people to connect with you? Yeah, so that would be on Instagram. So my handle is at Miles Strength. That's all one word. Um, there, Instagram's the main place. Yeah, and I'll put his uh, his handle down in the in the show notes there, so you can connect with him. A lot of great stuff that he puts out, great perspective on it, and um, as you can tell, like very thoughtful coach who who works very hard to get his peop- his clients results that last a lifetime. So really appreciate you, your time, Miles, and for coming on and um, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff.